Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 98 Teams Microcast. I'm Wasim Parkar, and today I'm going to talk about Sevilla versus Real Madrid, which for me was the standout fixture of the midweek La Liga round for a couple of reasons. The hosts, Sevilla, were coming into the game on the back of two mightily impressive attacking performances. They scored five goals in the Europa League and then six goals away to Levante in La Liga on the weekend. And I was also intrigued to see how Real Madrid, for the first time this season, coped without Isco, who's been a crucial cog in Julian Lepetegui's plans in making Real Madrid look very impressive in the early part of the season. As things transpired, Sevilla won the match 3-0, meaning that for the fourth consecutive year, Real Madrid have lost this game away in Andalusia. And truth be told, I think 3-0 actually flattered the merengues. Uh, Sevilla, if they were ruthless and would have taken their chances, could have won this match perhaps maybe 6-0. Maybe wouldn't even be an exaggeration to say they could have scored 8 on the day. That's how good Sevilla were and that's how poor Real Madrid were. I think I'll address this first from Sevilla's perspective. I think one of the interesting things that I like about uh, Pablo Machin that yes, like most young Spanish managers, he prefers an attacking style of play. He likes to score goals, but he also gives a second thought to his defense. Now, in the previous few seasons, We've seen Sevilla play some enthralling football, some exciting football, but ultimately lose some big matches, uh, some of them closely and some of them embarrassingly, mainly because of their defensive deficiencies. But I think Pablo Machin is addressing this issue. First of all, he's one of a rare breed in Spain that actually likes playing three at the back and he's very comfortable with it and it's not just a theoretical three at the back it is the way a three at the back is supposed to accentuate the strengths of the whole team probably in a way similar to not for a moment though am i suggesting he's equal to i'm just saying similar to how antonio conte used three at the back in his first season at chelsea uh, they keep the ball really well they use their centre-back as a part of their transitions, and the midfielders also help the defence when needed. So it's a very compact three at the back. The use of the ball is very good. The positional discipline is actually quite good as well, which is why Sevilla, to me, look to have a little bit more backbone than they've had in recent seasons. In this game in particular, though, there were two players I wanted to highlight. Ever Benega, as everyone knows, when the diminutive Argentinian playmaker is at his best, he's right up there with the best in the world, totally dominating Luka Modric and Tony Cruz on this occasion. They just had no answer for his movement, his passing, his energy, his tackling. He was all over the pitch putting in a virtuous performance. Whenever Benega plays really well, you can almost guarantee that Sevilla are going to have a positive result. Another player I'd like to highlight is a player who scored two goals, Andre Silva, the young Portuguese starlet who had a bit of a wasted year at AC Milan last time around, is having a fantastic start to the season at Sevilla. And Sevilla is just the right kind of club to enable the Portuguese youngster to restore his confidence. He scored two goals uh, today, could possibly even have had a hat-trick. He was absolutely fantastic. Physically, he bullied both Sergio Ramos and Rafa Varane. And even with his pace and trickery, he dragged Real Madrid's defenders and midfielders out of position throughout the game. An absolutely fantastic performance. From Real Madrid's perspective, uh, I think I wouldn't be too harsh on them. After all, this is a ground that they've struggled with historically 
historically uh, even better Real Madrid sides and this have lost away at Sevilla. And now the easy thing to say over here is that, you know, this is the first time Real Madrid didn't have Ronaldo uh, on this trip in a long time. But even with Ronaldo, they lost his matches. I do think, however, that Isco's uh, injury means that uh, Julian Lepetegui has to do some troubleshooting because Isco's a kind of player who does two roles in one at his best. Uh, he acts as a fourth mi midfielder, so the pressure to create the passes is not only on Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. He can relieve that burden and then also plays as an auxiliary forward or an auxiliary winger, uh, enhancing the creativity in the final third of the team. Without that sort of link-up today, Real Madrid did look a little bit lost. Uh, that being said, I wouldn't say the alarm bells are ringing necessarily. I think there are solutions in the squad uh, with the right amount of confidence and with the right perspective. Uh, I think Real Madrid uh, still look to me, at least, uh, the way they're using the ball to be a more complete team than Barcelona. Now, in the wider context, this result was really interesting because just before they kicked off this match, Barcelona, surprisingly, also lost uh, their first match of their La Liga season, this time away to the bottom side, Leganes, 2-1. They were leading 1-0, but then conceded twice in 68 minutes, and it in all honesty, was an absolutely deserved loss for the Blaugrana. And some recent results are sort of sugarcoating the performance levels of Barcelona. They were extremely lucky to come away with three points away at Real Sociedad. And then they didn't really look the sharpest at home against the Catalan neighbors and ended up drawing 2-2, despite, of course, being a man down, which maybe then is a point won rather than a point loss. Uh, but certainly their performances suggested that a result like this was due. So in the wider picture, it means that Atletico Madrid, who had a terrible start to the season and people wrote them off, yours truly including that, are now only two points behind Barcelona and Real Madrid. And guess what, guys? The game that's coming up this weekend, the Madrid derby, Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. This is going to be fascinating. A couple of weeks ago, many would have said Real Madrid looked like the more fluent team, while Atletico Madrid was struggling to figure themselves out. And now, all of a sudden, it seems... Uh, there's a small change in momentum. Now, recent games between the two have been quite feisty. Uh, there have been quite a few draws, especially in league play between Atletico and Real. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Julian Lepetegui has some questions to answer, while Diego Simeone will surely have his players up for the occasion. So I, for one, can't wait. For now, though, kudos to Sevilla, kudos to Leganes for keeping La Liga as unpredictable and as exciting as it is most of the season. For now, this is Wasim Parkar signing out from the 98 Teams Microcast.